Normally in our First Nation culture, we don't identify as carers and taking care of our families here now or by distance is what we do and have done. And we never ask for help due to past trauma. Our mobs describe what rivers they have followed or lands they have lived their footprint on, their connection to country and how they've been caring for many generations past and present. Our mobs also talk about how they look after their own health and relationships, stay connected to their culture and to their spirits to keep their identity and dreaming alive. They all tell their stories with passion, sadness and to teach other carers what they do to survive as they have done for many generations. In these stories, you will find the healing power of listening and connecting and individual strengths. Holding on to that hope as you find one way of sharing common grounds. Welcome to Sharing Common Grounds of Caring Podcasts, hosted by me, Benny Egmelis. Got another special guest today. Dee, how are you? Good, thank you. A bit nervous being on a podcast? Very. I'm shame job. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing for us, my baby. Like, yeah. we could get pretty... Shave job easy. I mean, I, I, I get nervous all the time, you know, yarning up, but then I try and block out all the all the mics and everything and then just act like I'm sitting in the lounge having a yarn up, you know, mob. So uh, I, fi- I find that helps me sometimes. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. Still can't take the nerves away. No. So uh, a first question off the potty that we do, uh, what's, who's your mob? Where are you from? I'm Wiradjuri. So my father is from Condoblin. My mother's from Wellington. So... But we've lived here f- since I was 10 years old and I'm, what, 42 now, so, yeah, but more just around the Canberra, Queanbeyan area. So you've been around Canberra, Queanbeyan most of your upbringing? Yeah, but uh, I was a pretty much a gypsy for a little bit, so, yeah, I've gotten a lot of knowledge from everywhere, but being a family person, though. I've been to Condoblin a couple, few times. I used to drive through there and um, we had some employees there and, yeah, working for the fireys out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I always crack up about it because I think the only time I went out there was when there was some racial kind of comments made towards, you know, Aboriginal employees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's been my experience of Condoble and that and good pig hunting. So, yeah. uh, but, but, but that's good. You come out for that way. Tell us a bit about your experience as a carer. Well, my mum, um, my son and my sister-in-law, I've had to like sort of advocate for them for the last well, mum and son since he was born, so that's over eight years. And um, my mum's got lupus and polio, so just try to be there for her as much as I can. So she's in her 60s and my sister-in-law's just sort of been diagnosed with epilepsy but still ongoing with that. It just feels like it's not studied enough because, yeah, the last, the last year's been pretty hectic, like with her seizures, six seizures in one day. Oh wow! Um, but at the moment, she's she's pretty much stable. Like, so um, it's pretty relaxed at the moment. It was full on. Yeah, my sister had full on ep- epilepsy, so she had to move back home with mum and dad. Yeah, because of that, um, you know, she had had to get an operation on her shoulder because yeah. um, her shoulder kept getting dislocated every yeah. time she had an epileptic fit. So yeah, well, it's um, it's just been to the point where we couldn't, we didn't want to leave her by herself because she's got my nieces and my niece, when she was six, she was the one that rang the ambulance at first because it's just been going ongoing for about seven years and this year has been the one where it's sort of stabilising and she's starting to, 
not have as many seizures. I'm mm-hmm. hoping that it's the medication, pretty full on. It's it's scary for me more than it is um, for my niece, and my niece has already been through the Carers Australia's um, even put my niece through first aid. Oh, wow. To, you know. And how old is she? She's 12. 12 years. Yeah. So, um. She's pretty conscious of, you know, yeah. what to do in that 12 yeah. year. Good. Yeah. And the other girls, like, they're pretty good with her too. They know their signs of, because she has, she has grand mal, also absence seizures. Yeah. So the absence seizures, the girls know when to, um, when she's going into one. Yep. So she'll have like that blank stare. Right. They'll know, you know, only Bob mum's sick. So Yeah, well. But it's pretty good at the moment. Like she's she's going really good. Hasn't had a seizure for a few months now. What what do you think that's attributed to? Well, we thought because they haven't really seen anything on the scans. So at the moment we're thinking that it could be a menstrual. So there is a um a seizure where it's C E. And that's got to do with your menstrual cycle yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. And it's over the seven years we've noticed that. So she had the marina put in seven years ago. She had to have it taken out and that's when the seizures started. But none of the specialists would take it on board from what we were talking about until this year, until we've seen an actual proper, like a doctor, and he's he's taken on so many so she's had to have so many seizures before they've looked at the actual cycle, and they're all, all they were all happening around the cycle. And that kind of links back to what you're saying before. There's not a lot of study, or I guess you know, because that, that's the first I've ever heard those two yeah um, things linked. Yeah, well, we we've been saying it ever since it happened, but there was only one ambulance people that come across paramedic they told us that there was something that is linked to that and they called it CE and that's when we really looked into it. And, yeah, so then she had the depot put in. Oh, well, the depot is the needle. And um, ever since she stopped the depot, she hasn't had um, another seizure. So they've been messing around with her medications and stuff like that as well. But I just, yeah, I honestly think it's got to do with the menstrual cycle for sure. What an interesting journey, eh? Yeah. Thinking of that, because that now makes me think about my sister and yep. and and you know what what how she kind of how it went bad and then she sort of just stopped. Yeah, and you've got to like, and because they're having seizures, they've got to have somebody else there that knows what is going on because sometimes they don't remember what you know what's happening, and you've got to advocate for them. So all I wanted to do was advocate and. All the doctors, all the nurses, like, I'd make sure that I'd ask every single question that I thought of, whether it sounded silly or not, I still ask them questions because it led to where we are now. That digging in deep. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, um, black women, they had asked them questions, they didn't dig deep, eh, like? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll tell you, when when when, my, when I was in trouble and my aunties used to come to the table, I didn't even know how they found out about what they found out about me. They would dig, they dig deeper than CSI Miami. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, people didn't even know auras. Auras were a thing. Yeah, aura is like a, a mini seizure before the actual seizure happens. She has the auras, the absence seizures, and the grand mal seizures. 
and this all can happen in the one day and she could be up the hospital like, you know, so many times that day. It was just like it wasn't studied enough. Every time she went to the hospital, it was just they were doing the same tests. That's when, you know, you, you just try and advocate for more stuff to happen because, you know, I've gone through it with her for seven years and you just have to explain yourself all the time. And, yeah, I, I hated it. I couldn't stand it because I felt so, so sorry for her. That knowledge, A, is power because we'd had some challenges with our son and we put him through an assessment to figure out, you know, what were some of the barriers that he was struggling with that school and how could we as parents and, and the school system support him. And that report we did, I mean, it, it took so much time and it cost, and, you know, I was nervous about, you know, not finding anything at the end, you know, because you go through all of these tests and you never get any results. And then at the end, you know, they gave us a good, you know, they said he's got ADHD and he's got some of these other things going on with him and depression and anxiety. And, and I, was, I was like, you know, and as a parent, it like it hit me right in the heart. It, like it just rolled me. Yeah. Because I, you know, I'm like, I, I've, I've didn't even see any of that coming where I know that depression and anxiety like exists in our family. There's like a line of that. Yeah. On his mum's side, and and so we were talking, and and I was reading, but like just to get a report to say do one, two, three, four, five, you know, yeah. these are some of the things that could help. That to me was like gold because I could, you know, the moment I got over myself, I was able to like I felt like I had an actionable plan in front of me yeah. that I could look at and go, yeah, look, I know what I could do to help my son now because I was going about it the wrong way. Yeah. Everything I was going about it the wrong way, you know, the motivation's not there and that's so how do I motivate him now? Yeah. So I hear I hear um, you know, that that's a big that's a big journey. And I guess that leads into uh, into my next question. Like what are some of the challenges you face as a carer on a daily basis? You've got two different, you well, know, sort of people and two different needs. Yeah, well, my son, he's um he's intellectually deficient, so that's an everyday thing with him, but mm-hmm. he's such a good kid, he's beautiful, he's you know but he struggles on the speech and stuff. But um, we're getting there. I've advocated for him since he was a baby and noticed things since he was about one years old. I thought he was autistic, but we had the assessment and he's just intellectually deficient. I don't have a car, so I just try and get to wherever I need to go. If and I just sort of don't really think about it. As long as they've got me and they need me, and then I'm there. <laughs> like And, yeah, with my mum, so... Like, we all live in different areas of Canberra and it's a bit challenging with, like, not having a car and stuff like that, but still get it done. And you got other family here too that kind of get get around and support or do you, you just, you're just the, the lone My wolf? Mum, yeah. she sees some, sometimes mum will help out with um, my sister-in-law and I try not to put so much pressure on her because of her illness as well, but... Hey, well. Um, sometimes, you know, I can't be in two places at once or three places at once. So we've got to sort of try and do that. But it's sort of like with my sister-in-law, it's sort of settled down a bit now that like she sort of knows where she's heading and the seizures have stopped, hopefully. It's just an everyday thing. I'd like, I'll wake up and I'll just ring her and say, how are you feeling today, sis? You know, like just so... I know that she's okay or if she's having, because sometimes she can have a um, seizure in her sleep. So it's a bit hard. So I'm always thinking about her and I'm always making sure that she's okay and if she's feeling any type of way. And then I'm just straight over to her house because I just, you know, don't want anything to happen, especially if she's 
home with my little niece. She's only four, so, yeah, and it's just a bit scary. There's been times where she's had to have CPR and, yeah, it's just a bit freaky, like, try when she's home alone. And But we've got, like, they ended up getting some security cam- cameras so um, you can see her and she could talk to the camera if she's feeling any type of way. So, yeah, getting there. We're doing this um, tech festival called Warajulu Tech Festival. I'm involved in, and it's in Sydney in um, February, March, I think. Yeah. It talks about how artificial intelligence and information communication and technology is helping improve blackfellas, you know, our health, our, our connection to land, culture, community, all of that. So I think that's a great, you know, sort of introduction of, of IT coming in and, and helping, you know, create that yeah. that connection, improving our life, our, our living conditions and things like that. Well, she's like, over the seven years she felt like, you know, well, I felt like she feels like she lost heaps of her independence, especially mm. not being able to drive the car and get around for her girls and stuff like that. But um, she's the only one that lives here out of her family. Most of her family are in Walgett. So, yeah, she's only got us. And I'll be there for her no matter what until she's better. Like. Hey, you mob. Do you help, support and care for your parents, your aunties, uncles, grandparents, cousins, siblings who live with a disability or a medical condition, including terminal and chronic illness, a mental illness or frail age? Carers ACT offer a range of supports and services designed to support, connect and empower First Nation carers in their caring roles and personal well-being with programs such as short-term replacement, in-home care and respite when you need to have a break or unexpected illness. Carers ACT offers counselling, educational workshops, social and therapeutic activities and advocacy. By working together, we help our First Nation carers feel relaxed and supported so they can keep leading fulfilling lives, continue their caring relationships and maintain their sense of self and cultural connection. Carers ACT is the delivery partner of the Carer Gateway in the Australian Capital Territory. And if you want to have a yarn with our friendly First Nation worker, you can work together in finding how we can support you and connect you to culturally appropriate services. You can now call the One National number, 1800 422 737. That is linked to a wide range of services, and we want to support you through your caring journey. And um, give us a bit of insight on some of the support you're receiving, it's, challenges you're facing. Yeah. It is hard with the support. Like, there is a lot of people that I've gone to to try and advocate for every single one of them, and it's really hard. I've only just gotten on to Carers Australia. They reached out to me, and that's pretty much it. And then, you know, with Wanunga and stuff like that, but we are trying to get her on to NDIS, but it's hard. Like, you've got to make a lot of, I don't know, a lot, a lot of steps to get to NDIS. It's, yeah. yeah, it's really hard to get, like, there is hardly anything I've tried for seven years and I've only just gotten some help now. That was really interesting. You're looking at upskilling some of the, the, the people, so like the niece and that, um, the daughter, so that she could, you know, perform first aid and things yeah. like that. Yeah. That's really helpful, I find, you know. I mean, I think about my young fella, he's 12, he wouldn't, he, he doesn't have those skill sets yet. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking now, you know, like actually it'd be good for him to kind of like do something like that so we could. Yeah. And it's good because conscious um, of people around him. school that they've gone to, Waniasa Primary, they are the ones that have put us onto Carers Australia mm. and for Young Carers Australia for my niece. So 
the school has been a big help as well with like trying to put us into all different places to get in contact with them. It's crazy because I, I think, you know, having gone through some of this stuff with my son and some of his learning challenges and that, um, and these are only recent. Like when I started the podcast, I had no idea my son was was in this category of people that needed to support. This has yeah. been a journey for me. Yeah. Like this is this has been psycho because I'm I'm sitting here talking to your mob, thinking, oh, I'll, I'll learn more about you, but I'm like literally learning steps for my own for my own son to help you know him and thinking about schools and how much work needs to go into. To helping train like you know those those spaces to better support even the kids who are carers or kids who are going through stuff that are challenging and, and things like that and so um we're trying to figure out like he steps up into high school next year so i'm figuring out where, which which high school is he going to go to um and you know the support mechanisms they need and which schools are more open to those support mechanisms because yeah. that's that's a case too, you know, like he's one child, so I've got to figure out who's going to really. Well, um, the school is like really supportive. They, That's awesome. They've done a LSU for son. They put it LSU and he's in mainstream as well. They're the ones that have been also advocating for um, my son, Gage. With the girls, like I feel like with my sister's kids, they've advocated for them a lot as well, but I just feel sorry for the girls too because it's just always on their mind. Like mm. any time they think that mum's a little bit sick, they'll, you know, make sure that they're there for her all the time. And like, yeah, it's just, it's sad because they shouldn't have to worry about, you know, if their mum's sick every day or, and it's, a, you know, a constant, like they can't leave their, their, her side if, if she's in the lounge room and they don't want to go up into the bedroom or anything like that. Yeah. Just making sure that she's okay. And, so it's just always on our mind and always thinking about her and and they're really good with my son as well. Like they're always, my son's whole school knows him. They all just love him and cuddle at him and <laughs> <laughs> the teachers all know him and the high school kids and, yeah, so he's pretty pretty well known. He's a lovely kid. Then also um, for like the young carers and that, I think they, they do like a, a young carers support group of sorts or something like that, eh? Like where yeah. the young where the young carers get together, and yeah. I remember listening to some of them. Uh, the first podcast I think we had, she did, she did the young carers sort of uh, group, and it was just they all got to talk and and share that sort of those challenges. And yeah, sh- there's and a lot of things. Hang out. Um, they um, send out for my niece to go to, um, especially holiday programs and stuff like that. They've got the carers for my mum. And she gets invited to a lot of stuff as well, like some interventions and, you know, stuff like that. So, And, you know, if you're busy, 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 outlook by the looks of it, you know, you're Wonder Woman. It's, um, it's settled down a fair bit, though. Before I was out every day yeah. of the week and then my son's father, he'd be at home waiting for son. So, you know, there was always someone there or I'd have to pick him up, you know, so to be with Maureen. It's settled down a lot now that... My sister-in-law's gotten a little bit stable, and mm-hmm. I feel a lot better with that because it's not a you know it's not a constant thing on my mind if she's going to have another seizure today or. So what do you do for self-care? You know, like looking after yourself. You know, what do you do for some downtime? Well, I mean, I know it'd be tough finding those times at the moment, but how do you how do you stay sane? I guess. <laughs> I just talk to all my mob. If I'm, you know, feeling down, it 
one point or whatever, but mainly I'm just at home with son. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. And we just go out and do our everyday life sort of thing. It's nothing that that big. Like it's not, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really more into myself. I'm more into my family. So it might sound silly, but yeah. I just, that doesn't. Absolutely. I've never really put more much thought into myself. And thinking about the year to come, what's big dream stuff? What do you want to achieve this year that's maybe, you know, outside of a carer's role or, you know, if you think, I mean, we had one uncle on here who wanted to get an album done and uh, somebody wanted to go on a quick holiday and, you know, when you think about dreams or, or what you want to achieve in the next 12 months, what do you, what comes to mind? I just want everyone to be stable and and just be happy. Like, that's all really. That's selfless, very selfless. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I just want to, we all just be happy and go on with life and really, like, I've been there, I've done it, so I really don't mind where I where I am at the moment, like, as long as my son is where he needs to be, yeah, then I'm happy. Sort of last question, you know, do you, uh, or second last, what, do you follow any football teams, any sports teams? Rabbis. Of course you do. That's the only only team on the South that I'll give a slide, like I'll let slide. (laughs) My son's a Bulldogs. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of the Bulldogs. He wants wants everything Bulldogs. Good, good. I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) Everything Bulldogs. Even a car. (laughs) A Bulldog car. (laughs) Yeah. What, a big Bulldog car? Look like a Bulldog or just Bulldogs signage all over it? The colour, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he loves the colour and he loves the Ford Ranger. He loves them. He's like, Mum, there's a Bulldog one. <laughs> Bulldog one. <laughs> it's sort of, you know, if you've got other carers out there listening today, what would you say to them to encourage them? What would you, what would you kind of give them? Just keep going and, like, really don't even put your mind into it. Just keep going and do what you're doing because you're going to get there in the end. Like, everyone's going to be happy and things are moving forward for us now, so... Yeah, but just advocate and make sure your voice is heard because you're going to just keep repeating yourself all the time. And, yeah, when it comes to, especially when it comes to people that can't remember if, you know, when they've had seizures and they can't remember what the doctor said, like you you have to be there to advocate, to, like, move forward. That's, that's amazing. Like, yeah, just I've been to her specialist and stuff like that and he wouldn't even talk to me or give me a the eye contact until I mentioned an aura to make him think that I know what I'm talking about. And then he gave me some some of his peace of mind. But, yeah, you've got to really get out there and advocate. And I think about that journey you took, you know, seven years of, of, of figuring out and figuring out and then maybe you finally hit that solution spot, yeah. you know, that never give up spirit is something that's really important in these, these sort of yeah. tough and for the seven years, it was pretty much an everyday occurrence with my sister-in-law and it was just like the stress with me, it was the stress of seeing her just not feeling the way she should be feeling. And she's, what, 35. For a young a young woman to be going through what she was going through and, and just feeling like she's lost her independence and just felt like some days she felt like she was going to die. Just yeah. seeing that, it hurts my heart. and. I wanted to take all that stress off of her. It's just always that constant worrying about them. Well, sis, I think anybody would be blessed to have you watching over them. 
you know, you sound like you were. <laughs> I hope so. And I'm glad that Dad, like, he, he's had his triple bypass. I don't even have to worry about him. He just keeps going. Yeah, well, that's where yeah. you get it from then, eh? Sometimes I do because he can be stubborn because, you know, he'll break something and he'll, he won't go to the doctor about it. Yeah, like but other than that, like, yeah, he loves going out and doing his gigs. and Keep going. Well, that's the message for the podcast, eh? Never give up and just keep going. Yeah. Keep going. So thanks so much for coming in and joining us. Not so nervous after all. No, nah, you did well. So I appreciate your time and thank you and, and all the best with everything. Big love. Yeah, thank you. Well, another great chat with a First Nation carer in Canberra. And thanks to Carers ACT for making this yarn possible. If you are caring for a family member, a friend, a spouse, a neighbour, or someone who lives with a disability, a medical condition, including a terminal or chronic illness, a mental illness, or as frail and aged, then Carers ACT can help. That's right, Benny. Carers are unpaid help who support with daily living activities. And Carers ACT recognises and promotes the roles that carers have in our Canberra community. We offer a range of services designed to support, connect and empower carers in their caring roles and personal wellbeing with programs such as short-term replacement care, when you need a break, counselling, educational workshops, social and therapeutic activities and advocacy. Sounds great. How do the support services help? Great question, Benny. Our supportive programs are designed to build resilience and knowledge, offer stress management strategies, relax and re-energise your body, mind and provide a unique opportunity to connect socially with other carers. By working together, we can connect you to other carers, provide advice and guidance and give you a break when you need it so you can maintain your caring relationship and a sense of self. I know that Carers ACT is the delivery partner for the Carers Gateway in the ACT. How can people get in touch and have a yarn about how you can help? Carers can now call the one national number, 1800 422 737. That is linked to a wide range of services. What if people don't know exactly what they need help with? Can they still call? Totally. You don't have to know exactly what to ask for. You can just talk through any problems you are having and the Carer Gateway staff will try and match you with services that can help. Amazing. Thanks for filling us in. Thanks everyone for listening to Sharing Common Grounds of Caring Podcasts. See ya.